Hey, welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. It is the podcast that takes a look at the news of the day and discusses the existential threats to America. Today, we're going to get some of your emails, talk about a few things on my mind, some trivial, some not, some you decide. I don't know, is selection of the four teams to play in the college football playoff serious or trivial? Um, Don't ask me. I'll give you a wrong answer on that. Let's get a couple of emails first. Okay, so we'll start with the email about the interview you did uh, with uh, John Hinderocker. Although the emailer uh, thought it was uh, Joe Farkas, but it was it was it was John Hinderocker. Uh, well, so they're both said, they're both smart guys, extremely smart, absolutely. And yeah. so uh, this is Jeff uh, from Tacoma via Seoul, Korea. Oh, nice. Um, by the way, Jeff says, any chance you can add a second or third podcast during the week? I don't always agree, but I always appreciate the discussion. Looking forward to the next Scholars and Sense. Best podcast discussion today. All right. So, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, we mix it up. And then um, sometimes we have, I guess, uh, usually we have this one long one, but we're starting to mix it up with a couple of shorter ones, 25, 30 minutes, and uh, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff says, um, he says Mr. Farkas, but again, I think he, he, he's referencing uh, John Hinderocker. Says uh, may have got it right in 2016 with Trump and his comment of not doing well as a prognosticator will likely continue the downslide along with Bill as Trump will be the nominee and will win any election that is not rigged as 2020 was. Says I am perplexed at how you both can agree that the four years under Trump was such a success prior to COVID, yet fail to understand that the people see that and want more of the same. Trump has proven he can do the job, so why would we want to take uh, the star quarterback out of the game for the next season? Trump will have Israel's back, and after a great discussion on that subject, you both fail to acknowledge Trump's foreign policy success. Uh, This says that on a side note, I just finished reading uh, Beaten Black and Blue by Brandon Tate yesterday, and today I watched Mm -hmm. the documentary The Fall of Minneapolis prior to listening to your podcast today. One gave me a different perspective on law enforcement, and the other led me to believe those four Minneapolis police officers were railroaded. And that's our friend, Jeff. Well, there's a lot there. Um, mm-hmm. We'll leave the Minneapolis discussion. Uh, for the next time we talk to John Hinderocker, we talk some about Minneapolis with him, you remember. And uh, sure. he said the city is just not the same. And Jeff, I'll make sure that I forward your email to Mr. Hinderocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he said, what, 40% of the activity, 40% people downtown as used to be, and commerce isn't there, and the nightlife isn't there. and It's a, it's a different city. Uh, as far as the railroad, it, um, I'll, um, I think we can ask Counselor Hinderocker. He's a very, very good lawyer before he retired and took over the Center of the American Experiment. Um well, no, I, I do uh, acknowledge uh, Donald Trump's excellent work. And it was excellent work in foreign policy. Um, yeah, he struck at people and, uh, you know, uh, put his thumb down where he needed to. And we could use more of that from Joe Biden, God knows, on Iran, which continues to attack us. Trump was much better. No question. But he also, I think, major accomplishment was opening the country's eyes to China. All of these things are good, and I would very be very happy if he were president. I would be very happy if he were elected president. Um, I think John Hinderocker thinks it would be a very unhappy four years. Maybe I don't know. You know, some people think some people like Donald Trump think he's gone around the bend. I, I don't. 
But I mean, will he be more um, more Trump like? Yeah. Will he be a dictator? No, no, he will. No, none of that stuff. Will he be tough as hell? You bet he will. My concern, and I think it's uh, Hinderocker too, in part, large part, is um, that he he won't win. He can't win. Um, you know, it, it, the election right now is close. People say four points. If it were Trump Biden, right? Claude is now what you've seen about four. Correct. Points. Yeah, within a forty-six, forty-two, yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, okay, but you know the Democrats haven't even started yet. Now let's let's take on one point is if they cheat, will they cheat? Well, of course they'll cheat. Uh, does that mean the results will be fraudulent? I don't know, but they will cheat. Now I think we'll be better on this, but we're never going to be as good as they are because they care more about this stuff than we do, and they're wilier and they'll they're nastier. You know, the, remember the dumb party and the evil party. In terms of winning, evil party often defeats the dumb party, mm-hmm. and we act dumb on this stuff. Now we're getting better. But um, Republicans are, you know, just historically just not as good as this. Four points is pretty narrow. If you put take into account cheating for real, it's never, not enough by any long shot. So the and, latest today as we do this show has Trump by six. Which poll? The uh, Harris and the Messenger poll combined on Real Clear Poll. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, I, again, I, you know, it's, it's surmountable. Certainly, yeah. It's surmountable if there's fraud. Mm-hmm. It's surmountable if they get big turnout. If surmountable if you know they do the all the early voting stuff and come in in large large numbers. Uh, and uh, you know they've got another little battering ram called the abortion issue, which they have really taken a very smart, if evil, position, which is they're going to take away people's rights. Americans don't like to have their rights taken away. Um, and, uh, so they've said, well, they've taken away women's rights to choose. Well, look at the states, you know, there's no state that, and as far as I can tell, absolutely forbids abortion time period under which it's allowed under state laws vary as are being discussed, but they have made it very absolute and convinced a lot of people why well, I, I couldn't vote Republican because of this, um, you know, always the social issues on which we, you know, lose a lot of ground. Second. There are an awful lot of people, or I guess third, the first point is about the fraud and and the Democrats being better at this. The second point is about abortion. The third point uh, is about, you know, an awful lot of people just won't vote for Trump. I don't care what the polls say. They won't vote for him. I know them. You know them, Claude. People who would otherwise be disposed, they just say, they just can't vote for Trump. Now, there will be other voters, new voters for Trump that uh, we haven't seen before. Now, you know, they got to be careful because they the real base of that Democrat Party vote is black women. Correct. It's a small part of the population. But if they come out virtually unanimous for Biden, mm-hmm. it really, it really helps. And they have been doing that. That's what they did in South Carolina and rescued his primary campaign where he was at the time fifth or something. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I they pollsters say I think it's something like if if the black vote for Trump went from what was it nine something last time? Yeah, yeah, like nine percent like that up to twelve. It would to twelve. It would ch- change the election. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then if people stayed home, it would change it to change it to. Look, I would far, far, far prefer to see Trump as president than Biden. Will it be rollicking? Will it be sockum rockum? Will it be a little crazy at times, a little be bellicose at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be better. 
don't you be better, be better shape. Uh, I'm holding my breath on the nomination process and the election process. That's where my hesitation is. Not on the merits of the two administrations. I would easily take the Trump administration over the Biden administration. But, you know, there are a lot of people, some of them very smart people on the on the Republican side who say Trump is the only nominee of the party who can lose to Biden. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, who could? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you know, the Sanis, the Sanis can, you know, can win possibly, okay. possibly. Mm-hmm. But Nikki Haley, Governor Haley. Uh, who's coming up in the poll, she could win. Yeah, I believe all that. Anyway, um, you know, it's not a happy conclusion, Jeff, uh, that uh, John Hinderocker and I come to. Uh, and by the way, Farkas would not come to that conclusion, nor would Brian Kennedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and those guys were very suspicious of the last election. Mm-hmm. But they think Trump wins. They just think it's very strong, those winds that are blowing in his direction and in uh, pushing him forward and the winds that are going into Biden's face. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Any other comment you got on that? No, no. Uh, other right. than, you know, we'll, we'll try our best to do multiple podcasts, Jeff, in a week. You know, like Bill said, we, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make a few, you know, shorter ones and put some out. And we do, and we are going to get Victor Davis Hanson and Conrad Black uh, scheduled pretty soon to do a December version of uh, Scholars and Sense. So that's coming yeah. up um, as well. We'll have Brian and Joel too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll have the back. That's uh, Brian Kennedy and Joel Farkas. Yeah, go ahead. Correct. Correct. Uh, so George Fowler in Santa Rosa, California says, Bill and Claude, for one week, please forget the existential threats and give us your thoughts on even more important topic, uh, the college football playoff. So maybe we should dive into that. Really. Well, okay. I think I, I, you know, I think, um, I think I think I like the selections of the committee. Mm-hmm. I think you got four really good teams, and I you know there's no, I think virtually no dispute about this, the the fact that Michigan is in and Washington is in. I think there's less worry about the fact that Texas is in because they beat Alabama. A lot of the dispute is whether it should have been Alabama or Florida State. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think you know you just I mean one of the criteria. Uh, on the uh, you know on the selection committee that they have is you know if you got you know a missing coach or injured player that's going to be of consequence and uh, the quarterback for uh, Florida State Jordan Travis great player great player uh, led a great offense and without him they had very little offense you know Louisville they you know they had fifty five yards in the air or something like that mm-hmm. well, it wasn't much. So I, I just think it would be a total mismatch. Now they're going to be playing Georgia, and I think you're going to see a result that's going to be pretty one-sided. Right. Their defense is good, but I think Georgia will, you know, will dominate. I mean, I have a harder time keeping Georgia out because I mean, how would you read the Georgia-Alabama game? I read it as a close game. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know. I know they, a lot of people said that Alabama really dominated. That Georgia that, got the first touchdown, but then Alabama dominated. I didn't see it that way at all. No, um, no. I saw I saw it as a close game. I, I did see Alabama played, played the best. But I mean, you got Georgia, two-time champion, 29-game uh, uh, winning streak. They lose yeah. in the SEC championship game. Yeah. 
I could see why they would have an argument for being left out. And again, for as bad as I feel for Florida State, you do play in the ACC. Your strength of schedule is not that great. And I go back to years ago in Ohio State when they were in the (laughs) same situation when uh, I think it was JT Barrett. One of the quarterbacks went out and and, um, Cardell came in. And they beat Wisconsin like 52 to 9 with him. If Florida State performed that way, then you're like, okay, well, we got to let him in. They, They just beat Louisville. You know, thirty-five to three. You gotta get, you gotta get them. But yeah, they did, yeah. they did. Yeah. And so I agree with you one hundred percent. I can go, I can, I can, I can go Washington, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, or I can go Alabama, Texas. Uh, I'm, I'm good with either, with either way, as long as well, Florida State's not in. That's the only team I couldn't imagine putting in that four. Well, uh, my son pointed out. He said, I don't know if you saw the look on uh, Jim Har- Jim Harbaugh's face when he looked and realized that he'd be playing Texas, uh, Alabama. <laughs> Do you think he would prefer to play Alabama or Florida State? Well, I tell you, probably Florida State, but uh, but but they also had TCU uh, first up last year. They lost to TCU, so. <laughs> and then TCU got walloped. Yeah, well, I think yeah. Michigan's <laughs> overrated, and I think if anybody's of a mind to bet a nickel, you know, uh, I think Alabama's a pretty good bet. Washington, mm-hmm. Texas, boy, I don't know. It'll yeah. be. I would take the over. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd oh, love to course. see. I'd love to see a, re, a Alabama Texas rematch in yeah, Alabama really revenge that loss. Yeah, be really really interesting. So that's the way we see it. And um, you know, here's a funny thing too, which is you know, obviously I'm interested in politics. We talk about it a lot. Interested in football. We talk about it a lot. Not real interested in where they meet. And apparently, Governor DeSantis is raising hell with the committee. <laughs> Senator Scott is inter- maybe in suggesting something. Congress do something? I mean, I, I don't know. But did you see that? No. What did he yeah. want to meet in Florida? I, I don't, I don't Georgia? know. Look, look, I should look it up while I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> Senator Scott and the CFP. But, you know, they're both Florida guys. DeSantis is a governor. Rick Scott is a senator. And, you know, they're very unhappy about Florida State. And, you know, Florida State's a big constituency be constituent of theirs. But, you know, for God's sakes, let, let's not make that, you know, a matter of litigation or go to the Congress, have legislation. Yeah, according to Politico, yeah, he is demanding answers from the committee uh, that Senator Rick Scott has to uh, why Florida State became the first undefeated team from a Power Five conference to be denied to play uh, in the college football playoffs. And, yeah, it looks like he's almost politicizing uh, the event sent a three-page letter uh, to the chair of the selection committee asking for detailed information about the process used to deny FSU a spot in the yeah, well, uh, playoffs. Let, 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 let's, keep, let's keep politics out of this. Huh? He said he wants I mean, total transparency. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. I think, you know, each each member can come forward and say where they stood. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They can take the heat. Uh, I don't care if you aired the hearings, you know. It's just these guys who get blasted with phone calls. You'd, you'd get so much more traffic by phone and by email and, and text than, than you'd get on a piece of legislation in the Congress. That's a sad thing to say, you know, but mm-hmm. it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. So it'd be very yeah. hard for them to get their work done. But let them be transparent now. See where they came out. Some state legislators are calling for lawsuits. Oh gosh! Well, see, this is this is just taking you know, doing right. the wrong things in the wrong places. This right. is like George Santos. Well, we can't throw him out of Congress right. until uh, you know until there's a trial. Doesn't have right. to be a trial. No, it doesn't. You know, you're an organization, and you can have standards for your organization. 
And when you have a procedure that says a vote and the vote uh, is, is determinative, majority vote, you know, that, that's it. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to take everything to court. Right. <laughs> so let's see. It's Arthur Miller's play, The Crucible. And um, there's a guy who comes in and, and, he, and the judge says, you look familiar. He said, yes, sir. I've been a plaintiff. And he says, yeah, how many, how many times? He said, 32 times, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> you know, always suing, always going to court. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these lawyers on TV. Have you been hurt? Have you, have you been injured? Someone bump into you, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, it clogs the system, uh, doesn't help uh, people who really need the courts and who legitimately should be in the courts. So anyway, I, I think I think it's a very good foursome. And I'm glad we're going to 12. And we could have been at 12 this year, but for objections by a lot of people, I think, in the ACC, which is the uh, conference that, uh, you know, Florida State is in. So anyway, um, you know, and Scott says, I need to know how you came up with that decision. Answer, you're missing your best player. Your quarterback, you know that that that's how they came up with. I think that's a perfectly good answer. Yeah, and by the way, not just to start doesn't, a quarterback. Doesn't kid, take doesn't take three pages either. Go yeah, ahead. no, and this and this kid was a you know not just to start a quarterback, a pretty good athlete, a pretty good player. He was a Heisman uh, front runner. I mean, he's yeah, one of the yeah, best players yeah. in the country. And yeah. they're and they're and they're decidedly different without him. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You got another email, or should we talk about Israel? Let's talk about let's talk about Israel. Well, you, you, well, before we get to Israel, did you want to do a quick thing on uh, George Santos? I mean, I think you hit the ball right. I, I the just, park. I mean, I don't know why I it just, took so long. It's, it was long overdue. They should have got this. Oh, over. The only thing I'd say is, you know, you, you throw a guy out who lies to get in there. Mm-hmm. You should also throw people out who lie well, to stay in there. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Now, there's a big rift in the Democrats now with this. You know, with the squad and the you know pro Hamas, that may be mm-hmm. unfair, but maybe may not be unfair. Uh, a little uh, faction there, but boy, you know it's a uh, it's terrible. And these universities, I haven't listened to the testimony of the presidents of Harvard and Columbia, but I listened partly to the president of Harvard. And you know, she was expressing her own individual sentiments, but we believe in free speech. No, you don't. I mean, if you if you run a university where you can get thrown out or disciplined for using the wrong pronoun, and that's a violation, well, it would seem to me that supporting a terrorist organization that would be a much more serious thing. But I mean, forget forget speech for the moment. Acting so that Jewish students have to barricade themselves in their rooms. I did see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just nuts. It's crazy. But let's talk about the war. My worry, as I said in that uh, clip I think you, you got uh, from uh, the Brett Baer show I was on, is that uh, public opinion, the uh, world of pu- public opinion is waning support of Israel because they're making a point of showing the, all the devastation in Gaza. And when you have war and people are hiding out in war in places, hospitals and elsewhere, you're going to have uh, collateral damage. Human beings are going to die, innocent human beings. Now, let's not romanticize the Gazan people, however. You know, look at the education, the schools in Gaza, the material. Awful lot of anti-Semitism, anti-Jewish stuff. Uh, the Gazans are not just innocent people who are occupied by this 
alien group called Hamas. They keep electing them. They they feel that Hamas represents them. At least the majority do. So now the Israelis want to prosecute the war. The prosecute the war requires probably more dead, innocent people. And so a lot of the world is saying, stop. Well, forgotten the nature of war. Let's be very specific here. You got these tunnels uh, that have been built. Uh, very much, don't they very much look to you, Claude, like these tunnels in Mexico, you know, cartels mm-hmm. built. You know. Yep. And uh, there are big Hamas hangouts. Israelis want to flood them. But guess who Hamas wants to put in the tunnels? Of course, civilians. Yeah, hostages. Hostages, hostages, civilians, babies, and then take pictures. This is, boy, this is a problem with hostages. You know, you got to be clear on your policy. People, be careful. Uh, Warning when you come to Israel. It's a dangerous place. It's a wonderful place, beautiful place, impressive place. But it's surrounded by a lot of people who don't like them. You can go to a music festival and be kidnapped. Uh, well, America's not like that, though. However, I was not to go off subject, but I was watching uh, watching Mayor Bowser's press conference, Mayor of Washington, and uh, carjackings were up ninety two percent. I mean, the crime crime in D.C. is terrible. Had some people on, some people who were talking about they're afraid to go out, afraid to go to the mm-hmm. store, uh, afraid to get in their car, especially okay. if they got a nice car. All this is true, right? Oh, absolutely. And then you talk about the um, the the mob robberies of uh, convenience stores and even some uh, major retailers, uh, some luxury retailers. And wouldn't you know it, what some of the residents are asking for? Police. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the residents who are there, they want the police yeah. in yeah. their city. And uh, yeah. these are the things that we had talked about. And, and and I'm telling you, Bill, it's almost as if you and others have forecasted it. I'm thinking about Heather McDonald, that when you have these people in these big cities talking about the police are horrible, uh, we don't need police, we need to defund the police and all these things. And when police pull back and, then, and, and all they're going to do is respond to a scene and then file a report and we'll see what we can do. And then we've got to have this reform this and reform that. And so you get people in prison and you let them out the next day and they continue to commit these crimes. This is exactly what you get. You get cities that are out of control. And now these mayors are forced to do something because the actual people that live in the city who never said they that they wanted to defund police and never said that they hated police. Now they're the ones now they're screaming, you know, uh, at the top of their lungs, like you've got to do something. And at some point you do have to do you have to do something. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Capital of the United States, you know, Washington, D.C., right? Right. The nation's capital. There were even congressional this, aides getting carjacked and robbed on the on, on a, a job. Member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Member of yep. Congress car was, uh, what's his name from uh, Texas? Yeah, Texas anyone? Congressman Henry uh, Cuellar. Cuellar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Anyway, the Israelis have to persevere and they have to destroy Hamas. If they don't, Hamas will be joined by Hezbollah, and they'll be joined by others, and then they will exterminate Israel. That's by the what way, they will do. Go ahead. The, and the same thing people are screaming out about, well, what about you know the, uh, civilians? What about the kids and the babies? Like Israel, is, as much as they could, giving warnings, you got to get out of this place, got to get out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hamas yeah, is not yeah, going to yeah. do that. They're not going to do that. They're, they're going to kill any Jew that they see, and they're going to try to wipe them off the face of, the face of the earth if they could. Yeah, That's what they want to do. They're going to tell them to stay right there. Mm-hmm. They may even hog tie him there, you know, mm-hmm. tie him to a chair and take a picture of him being flooded by their their own, you know, their own Israeli army. Very tough business. But, you know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, my friend, I know him pretty well. 
It reminded people this is war. War is hell. And modern war in some ways is worse because you got you know, using TV, media. And another illustration of this is people are saying, you know, where are the women's groups not speaking out against Hamas's treatment of these women? You know, raped them, raped them again, raped, 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 and then shot them. You know, one woman reportedly uh, was saying she's being raped, young woman, very beautiful woman, being raped over and over again. She said, kill me already, just kill me. Well, they waited till I guess, nine guys, Hamas guys had raped her, and then they shot her in the head. You know, where that, where is the protest here from the women's groups, the international women's groups? You had Hillary Clinton speaking against these groups, where they? You had uh, Senator um, Kristen Gillibrand. And... Um, Facebook, uh, Big Cheese, Sheryl Sandberg uh, saying, where are the women's groups? These are all liberals, all liberal women, and they're disgusted with uh, other women. It's, it's such a damn dividing line, this Jewish thing. I mean, I, I you know, I have Jewish friends. You know, you and I both share some of our some Jewish friends who, who say, you know, it's never far from the surface. What, you know, the anti-Semitism. Say, oh, come on, you know. They're right. They're right, you know. I mean, you, you go a little below the surface, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. you seen that ad on TV? What, Jews are, what, 3.4% of the population and 50% of the hate crimes are against Jews? It's a big deal. Go ahead. It is. It is. No, it's, 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 it's a huge deal. And I think we you referenced this a few shows ago. Uh, Might have been with Joe Farkas and Brian Kennedy, where this is one of these issues where you're going to see domestically and abroad where people stand. Um, and... It even, and I think this was almost a theme, uh, the last show with Hinder Rocker, where even if we go beyond Hamas, uh, Israel, it's almost a freedom, democracy, um, human decency. And who's for that and who's not? Uh, and, and we're seeing it played out internationally, uh, with this Israel and Hamas uh, situation. Yeah. Hey, Claude, before we close out, by popular mm-hmm. request. Mm hmm. I wish. Uh, let's play a little bit of that uh, show. Uh, I was on Brett Baer talking about uh, some of these issues, particularly Israel, and then a little bit on George Santos. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Bill Bennett show. Listen, we've got skyrocketing inflation, over $33 trillion in debt, that's trillion with a T, war in Ukraine, and now war in Israel. How much worse can it get under this leadership? That's why thousands of hardworking Americans are diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I personally bought some precious metals and I got them from the top rated company, Gold Co. Gold Co. has helped countless Americans like you and me place over $2.5 billion in gold and silver. They're rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time Inc. 5,000 winner. And that's just a few of their accomplishments. Right now, for listeners of this show, Gold Co. is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. That's right, $10,000 worth of silver, but only while supplies last. Go to goldco.com slash bill to learn more. That's goldco.com slash bill. G-O-L-D-C-O dot com slash bill. Diversify your savings with gold and silver before it's too late. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. I made clear that after the pause... 
it was imperative that Israel put in place clear protections for civilians uh, and for sustaining humanitarian assistance. There are ways to accommodate them, um, and this is going to be very important going forward. If we have a better idea of how to get rid of Hamas, we should tell them so. If there's a way for Israel to do it with fewer civilian casualties, by all means do it. But we shouldn't be hectoring and lecturing the Israelis all the time. All right, time to bring in the panel. We're joined now by Trey Gowdy, former congressman from South Carolina, Leslie Marshall, Democratic strategist, and former Secretary of Education, Bill Bennett. Welcome to you all. Um, Trey, there's been a lot of grumbling from critics, especially this week, about their perception that the Biden administration's support for Israel taking up the ground war again in Gaza waning. What do you think? I just think the, the, the Biden administration is trying to, to wage a politically correct war. I mean, you've got one group, Jillian, who actually targets civilians. They use civilians as shields. They behead children. And then the group that tries to minimize civilian casualties is the group being lectured to. There is no statute of limitations when it comes to beheading a child. None. So we spent 20 years finding the people that, did, that, that wronged us on 9-11. Let's give Israel at least two months. Is that too much to ask? Two months to go extract their revenge. Uh, Leslie, someone leaked a transcript of Secretary of State Blinken talking to his counterpart this week. Take a look at this. Uh, Blinken appearing to sort of push the Israelis to scale back their military plan for southern Gaza uh, Israel's defense minister says the entire Israeli society is united now behind the goal of dismantling Hamas, even if it takes months. Blinken, I don't think you have the credit for that. Well, when we write the checks uh, to help their military and uh, provide weapons, you know, maybe there's some, uh, some merit to that. When you ask over a million people to move from the north to the south to be safe, and that corridor that many of them used, and, and many of them were on foot, only way they could get there, uh, was also bombed, which resulted in now close to 5,000 children. We know that over half of the population of Gaza are under 18 years of age. Well, where do the people that went from the north to the south go if Israel starts, starts bombing the south? With regard to opinion, we're seeing opinion uh, against uh, Israel increasing. It's almost split now in the United States, and, and it wasn't that way just a few weeks ago. We're seeing opinion throughout the world uh, being more pro-Palestinians and pro-ceasefire. We're seeing leaders, whether it be Brazil, Spain, France, and others uh, that are speaking out and, and saying the same. So I think with regard to what the United States is saying, the world might be saying, because people are questioning how many of these individuals are Hamas, because we know that these dead children certainly are not. So, Bill, that is true, what Leslie said. More than a million Palestinians have moved south inside Gaza. But how are the Israelis to take out the tunnel system that Hamas has built underneath the entire southern part of the Gaza Strip um, if they're not allowed to use military force? They have to be allowed, and I don't even think allowed is the right word. They do what they have to do. Uh, look, what Leslie said is true. But let's not talk about the Gazans as poor, innocent victims. Read what uh, the literature is in their schools. It's all anti-Semite, anti-Jew. Uh, what, uh, what the IDF is doing, what Israel is doing, is waging a war for civilization uh, and the West. Uh, and we are waning, unfortunately. Uh, and so is a lot of the rest of the world, as Leslie pointed out. And that's a bad thing, because now Israel being attacked from... Uh, uh, from one side by Hamas and from Hezbollah, other side 
we should be mounting our defenses, increasing our efforts, and certainly increasing our support for Israel. This is not just a fight about Israel. This is a fight about Western civilization. I um, want to turn our attention to something else that happened today here in Washington, grabbing a lot of uh, headlines. That's the expulsion of Congressman George Santos. He became the 21st member of Congress today to ever be expelled by his colleagues. Turns out 17 of those 21 were actually uh, expulsions for, quote, disloyalty to the union during the Civil War. So it has been a minute since that happened. Trey, was this healthy for the nation? Was this a disaster? What do you make of it? You know, I served on the House Ooh. Ethics Committee. I have, I guess, a minority view when it comes to this, Julian. Uh, I, I, I think the standard for serving in Congress is higher than narrowly avoiding indictment. I think the standard for staying in Congress is, is more than narrowly outpacing an indictment. So, yeah, you're entitled to due process, Julian. If the state wants to put you in prison, you're entitled to due process. But I'll tell you what, you and I don't get a jury trial every time we're not picked to guest host something. You and I don't get a jury trial every time we're not promoted at work. You don't get a jury trial on whether or not the House says you violated House rules. He was voted out unanimously by the House Ethics Committee, and then his peers said, we don't want you around. The House decides who stays there, not a jury of 12 people, not the judicial branch. So to that point, Leslie, are Democrats now obligated to take up the expulsion of Senator Menendez? And if the answer is no, as I suspect it might be, not trying to put words in your mouth, tell us why, what the difference is. Well, honestly, there are many people in my party that have talked about expulsion. If you look at the numbers, Democrats are kind of split, you know, half and half as to supporting him or, or wanting to expel him. So sorry, the wrong words that you put there, because those aren't the ones coming out of my mouth. With regard to George Santos, I'm sorry, he conned. He conned his his constituents. He conned his contributors. He conned Congress and over 300, not 12 on a jury, over 300 of his peers, Republicans as well, said it was time to go. Third time yeah. was a charm. I think this was a service not only to the Republican Party, but to the body of Congress and both Democrats and Republicans uh, need uh, to call out their own uh, if they're cons like this. And Leslie, you're not obviously alone as a Democrat. We saw a bill today. A couple of Democrats voted uh, against the, uh, they, they right. voted to keep him out to expel him uh, as well. A couple of Democrats voted to keep him in. So mixing of party lines here. Yeah, if I could just say something, he lied his way into Congress. He should be thrown out. No problem. Doesn't need to be litigated. Uh, you know, we don't have to have kids lit, uh, go to court uh, in order for parents to get permission to spank them. There are some things we can do without litigating. If we have to litigate everything, we're done as a society. But now that we got rid of a guy who lied his way to get in, let's get rid of some of the people who are lying in order to stay in. Interesting. The sage Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania talked about Bob Menendez and how he needs to leave. But that's just the beginning. There are an awful lot of lies being told by people in the Congress. And uh, Democrats better look at themselves. Trey, so talk the politics of this to us. Uh, what does this mean going forward? How long, you know, you think is it going to take Governor Kathy Hochul to actually get the seat filled? Where is it going? Well, uh, it, it, it depends. Um, that's probably going to be a Democrat seat, so not very long. Uh, when Kevin McCarthy leaves, it will take Gavin Newsom a long time to call for a special 
election there. They have a razor-thin margin now. It's down to two. I mean, they couldn't get along, Jillian, when they had like a five- or six-person majority. It's down to two, and a couple of those may leave for like professional wrestling or OnlyFans or something else. It, Mike Johnson has the worst job. Kevin McCarthy is the luckiest person on the face of the earth. Wonder if he would agree with you. I suspect he might. He seems pretty happy, you know, post uh, the speakership. Seems to be doing well. We had an interview with him last week. He seemed in good spirits. He was very sort of circumspect about everything he'd been through. Uh, panel, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We got to leave it there. That does it for today's show. Catch up on previous episodes of the show at thebillbennettshow.com. Send an email to billbennettpodcast at gmail.com. Share the podcast with your family and friends. We'll be back to you next week. Fair enough, Claude? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough.